Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, everybody. So glad you could join us tonight for Tech Vibe Radio Friday night. It's my second favorite night of the week. What's your first? I prefer Thursday nights the best. It's like It's like the Christmas Eve of nights. You Do you feel... go out on Thursday nights? No. I don't go out any nights. Ever. Stay in the house. It's not true. No, it's not. I'm just saying. I think Thursdays are great because you can anticipate a great Friday. Like today. Just saying, man. Just saying. It's so great to be on air talking about all the great things happening in Pittsburgh's tech sector. Too much fun. Been doing this for like more than 10 years now. <laughs> oh. And I'm not tired of it yet. I know. People well, are like, that's why you, you need to go out on Thursday nights. I know. Actually, okay. Thursday, that's actually a great thought. I might do this because think about this. Thursday nights, it's like, it's, it's like less crowded. But it's a great night to go out. It's a great night to go out. Right. Exactly. It's going to be the only way of living my life. Okay. Do you see? I'm just saying. Maybe I could pick Tuesdays. Tuesdays? Mm-hmm. Okay. Seems, it seems like a perfectly natural part of the week. Well, that's in which why to, at the Tech uh, Council, we have right. events on Thursday nights. Exactly. They're great Because Thursdays are the nights you want to. You don't have to worry about because Friday you can kind of slack off a little bit if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you work for the Tech Council, I do. Jonathan. Every opportunity I get on a Friday to not do any work, it's, it's just fine by me. Look busy as we prepare for the show. Just saying. Just saying. So, Audrey, I'm, the, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty fired up because we're like three weeks away, less than three weeks away, from the, uh, the Pittsburgh CIO of the Year Awards. I know. I can't believe uh, that. It's like April 19th. I don't know. I, first off, I don't know where 2018 is going already because it's just like, oh, man. Like, it, it's already, it's, it's like, you know, spring. It's here. All right. We get it. And that means CIO is here. And we, got, we have some great finalists this year. We were just kind of reviewing the list and every year, we get new entries, uh, new new categories, where it just really shows you just how ubiquitous tech is behind everything. When you, when you look at some of the organizations that are represented, can I can I can I mention some of the uh, some of the finals we have going on this year, Audrey? Yes, let's go. Let's talk about this. So we have a nonprofit category this year, and this year, it, who are, who is in the running are the finalists. We have uh, Sharon. Uh, Dorgi, she's the CIO of the Children's Institute of Pittsburgh. Oh. Yeah. We have Janice Kubiska, who's the Director of Information Technology at Presley Ridge. Stephen Mancini, who's the CTO and Director of Strategic Ops at the National Cyber uh, Forensics and Training Alliance. And Ed Motznick, who's the VP of Tech at the Carnegie Museums of Pittsburgh. And Sean Smiles, the CIO at the Dollar Energy Fund. Ah, that's a, that's a cool I raised category. some money for them. Yeah, you 50, did. Fifty-one hundred dollars this year. The, the the cool down for warmth project right. back in for January. Fifty-two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. You exceeded your target. I thought that target. was good. Right? It was. She had to raise thirty-five hundred bucks, and you raised fifty-two hundred. Right. That was crazy. Job well done. Job well done. That's and all you know I'm what saying, I got? Man. A t-shirt. You got a t-shirt. It kept you warm. Absolutely. So our CIO of the year for the megabyte. These these are the big companies, right? The megabyte. Oh, no, these are the mid-sized companies because we had the gigabyte category. I, I'm, All right, I keep there. going. So this, we have Philip Savino, who's the chief technology officer for the Pittsburgh Parking Authority, and Scott uh, Shifkins, who's the director of, of IT at Burns White, and Eng Tan, who's the VP of IT at Automated Health Systems. 
the megabyte category. Absolutely. Do you want to talk about the folks from the CIO category? So we have of, uh, CIO of the, of the year yeah, for gigabyte. For gigabyte, yeah, which is Black one. Box Network. Ronald Beckman, he's VP, absolutely, and Chief Information Officer Craig Dean, CIO at Oric. Mark Shazda, CTO, Chief Technology Officer at FNB Corporation. Mm-hmm. Jack Smith at Federated Investors. Todd Watkins of Rivers Casino. Nice crowd. See, it's, it's like a crazy mix of That's companies. A crazy great crowd. These are folks we normally don't get to hang out with very much, and we're going to hang out with them on the 19th. Now, we have a couple more categories here, Audrey. I'm going to take the terabyte category for this for the CIO and then you can take the CISO gigabyte category and the terabyte category for that one. So, the CIO of the year for the terabyte category. This is, these are the big guys here. We have Ed Brady, the CIO of Matthews International, Chris Caruso, the VP of IT for PPG. Wow, that's a lot of letters going on there. <laughs> Mark Husnick, the CIO for Arconic. Oh, wow. These are some great companies here. I can't wait for this. This is going to be a great night. Absolutely. We have uh Matt, was it Sikon, this is a tough one to pronounce, actually. Sikon Elfi, he's the senior vice president and CIO for Dream Center Education Holdings. And Dr. Robert B. White, the chief medical information officer at Allegheny Health Network, Audrey. So why don't you take the CISO of the year for the chief information security officer of the year for the gigabyte category? Why don't I take you that? take it right there. So we have Mike Conley, mm-hmm. Chief Information Security Officer at Industrial Scientific, mm-hmm. Dr. Trevor Evans, and Senior VP and C- Chief Information Security Officer at Dollar Bank, Stacy Moore, Information Security Officer and Department Coordinator for Cybersecurity, and External Partnership Instructor at Cybersecurity. Nice. Calgan Carbon, Director of Information Systems and Security, Brian Peck. Yeah, we got one more. And left. then we have Chief Information Security Officer of the Year. You know, five years ago, we never would have had this category. We had this category. That just a goes years ago. Right. to show you how much has changed. We have Don Capelli, VP Global Security at Rockwell, Deborah Guild, Chief Security Officer, PNC Bank. Absolutely. Um, Chief Information Compliance Officer, Westinghouse. Justin Zimmerman, Director of Information Security at Giant Eagle. That's our list. April the 19th, go to pghtech.org, and you can learn more about it. It sells out every year because it's literally, it's like our second biggest event we do next to Tech 50. It gets tons of people. It's a big deal for us. So big deal is our guests who are stopping by tonight, Audrey. We've got some great people showing up today. So we have Byron Clayton from the, the ARM Institute. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah, he just came on board as mm-hmm. the CEO, I think, and back he in January. Here, right? I think so. That's we're going we're gonna right. to ask him about from here. that. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's on the, from the Advanced Robotics for Manufacturing Institute, really cool organization that's just spinning up here in Pittsburgh. And we have Brian Murphy from Murtech stopping by as well, too. They, I think, acquired uh, Genco back uh, uh, maybe a year or so ago. He's going to tell us more about that. And then, Audrey, I had a remote interview with our friends at Jazz HR. Pete Lamson, their CEO they've had there for... Oh, yeah. Brought him in from Boston. Brought from Boston. So he, he lives a little bit in Pittsburgh and a right. little bit in Boston. Right. Right. And nice he guy. really cool perspective mm-hmm. about what's happening here in Pittsburgh based on him being in Boston so much and really him taking over the reins on this startup 
and taking it to the next level. Pete's just a super cool dude. I really enjoyed interviewing him, and I look forward to bringing you the interview for that tonight. So I polished up the old mobile field unit to make that happen. I'm so saying. glad. I, I work overtime sometimes, Audrey, All to right. get the interview. Sometimes we'll i got to sure go to where they are. give you overtime salary. I need some OT on a Friday night. I'm just saying, man. That's why I, could, I, I have to you know, take Thursday nights in which to go out and, you know, and, be right. me. Just saying. oh man anyhow we're taking a quick break we're coming back with more tech vibrator i'm reminding all of our listeners cio of the year april 19th right on the corner go to pghtech.org to learn more just remind everyone 35 years in 2018 the tech council's been helping tech companies succeed i think that's pretty cool just saying don't don't go anywhere this is audrey russo and this is jonathan kirsten Oh, thank you so much for keeping your dial tuned right here to Tech Vibe Radio on Friday night. Just love doing the show, talking to the best and brightest, making Pittsburgh pop. And our next interview is no exception to the Tech Vibe Radio rules, and not Audrey. That's right. I'm just saying, man. Now, you can't stop cracking up on me right now. You can't, it just can't happen. Because we have some great guests here. We, have, we, we have, do. We have a lot of fun, and I, I have a lot of laughter that's locked up inside of me. I know. And sometimes you just got to get it out. I got to get it out. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We have, so what yeah. better way to work, have fun, right. meet people, talk about what they're working on, how they're changing lives, and how they're, how they're building this place. Absolutely. Love it. I like it. Yeah. Absolutely. So here we have in the house... Brian Murphy, I'm the owner and CEO of uh, Murtech uh, Staffing and Solutions. Absolutely. And Stephanie Kreidick, I am the executive director of the Pittsburgh office. Very, very cool. Thanks, for, thanks for hanging out. So, give so our there's more than a, one office? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is. Well, yeah. back up. Okay. Yeah, let's Where back are up. your other offices besides Pittsburgh? Uh, well, Cleveland's our headquarters. So okay. we, were, uh, we were founded in, uh, in Cleveland. And, Don't hold uh, it against us. Yes. No, we love it. And uh, I uh, overachieved in marriage in, uh, in many ways in that my wife founded the company uh, back in 2000. So, okay. Oh, um, love her. But uh, I'm a Murraysville kid, born and raised. And so, nice. Oh, that's um, cool. So as our companies uh, uh, matured, and Stephanie can get into hers uh, company because we ended up blending our companies in uh, 2015. You brought them together. We did. Yeah, we did. But we also, um, um, you know, so our company was founded did in 2000 in Cleveland, and uh, we grew uh, regionally and then nationally. And Pittsburgh was always a dream to uh, have an office and location, operate a business in my hometown. And that was in large measure built because Stephanie and I were both mentored, along with my wife, by her father. Huh. And so, oh my um, gosh. her father um, owned and operated a company in the uh, 80s and 90s mm-hmm. um, called Pittsburgh Business Consultants, which was a uh, really a titan in the marketplace for the services that we provide. And oh. um, and so beyond growing up in Stephanie's home as a teenager and going to high school and graduating right. with her, um, I eventually got hired as an employee, and so did my wife, and we got trained and mentored by... He had an um, Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. Had, he had an in. I had to go through a four-part interview. <laughs> four-part but, uh, interview, but still um, made it. He still yes. made the cut. But, you know, the, the great story, and, and Stephanie alluded to it as well, was... Yeah. Uh, um, you know, we shared not only a, a, a great childhood together growing up, but then we were able to um, get trained and mentored by uh, by our father. We started our own companies, and then we uh, reconvened in January of 2015 and blended our two companies. And so, you put um, the chocolate our, and the peanut butter came together. It, it did, it did. But it all started with Pittsburgh business consultants, and right. there's entrepreneurs um, um, littered all over the city that were byproducts of. Uh, the great success that uh, PBC had um, in the market in the 80s and 90s. Right. So. That's awesome. That's a great story. Yeah. I don't think we hear a story like that. That's like full circle. And that only happens in story Pittsburgh, bird. too, as far as I'm concerned. So let's talk yeah. about Pittsburgh and the, and the market and your strategy here and what you do. 
Sure, Seth, why don't you maybe talk yeah, a little bit about so. that? You can talk about your legacy and uh, history. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So um, at the time, I was the um, sole salesperson and also running <clears throat> the company all by myself. So um, when Brian approached me about moving um, or developing an office in Pittsburgh, it was a no-brainer for like, me. Finally, some help. And, oh, my gosh. I was like, <laughs> oh, yes. clouds <laughs> open. But, um, but really, he... Him and Ailish and, and uh, the melding of the companies has enabled me to do what I like to do um, and what I do best, and that's sales. And um, Brian and Ailish have come along and, and supported um, what was formerly Gentech, and now we, we are Mertech. And um, we've doubled our, our in-house staff. We are growing tremendously. Um, it's I couldn't have even prayed for the su- the success that we've seen in the last three years. And so, wh- talk wonderful. about your market sectors. Yeah. What what what's your specialty, and what's your market sectors? Um, well, th- it's kind of been a genesis. So um, traditionally, we are an IT staffing company. Sure. Um, but we've grown so much in the last three years that now we're doing a lot of um, call center um, recruiting ah. and staffing, and really healthcare. And and anything okay. and everything in in the healthcare sector. Oh, really? Anything in healthcare? Yeah. So healthcare has been become uh, and and as we know, healthcare is a is a large uh, staple uh, of industry um, in the marketplace. And so, uh, when we acquired GenTech, uh, just looking at over the last three years, you know, um, we've just in the last year have doubled the amount of what I would call uh, job titles or labor categories oh. that we've placed um, in terms of the type of labor. And so. Right. Merck Tech's history nationally, we had uh, a footprint of uh, you know, three, four hundred contractors at any given point. And so, but what we've done in um, in Pittsburgh since uh, since acquiring uh, GenTech and blending the companies, um, you know, beyond just hiring uh, more internal staff, as, as Stephanie mentioned, uh, we've reached and branched out within not only those sectors, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, in in finance, in uh, manufacturing, in emerging technologies. It's fantastic. Um, but uh, it. you know, people don't realize. I mean, I, you know, on a national level, um, really, just the depth of of healthcare expertise there is, um, you know, in the Pittsburgh area, and we've been blessed enough to connect with uh, some emerging companies in that area to where we are providing them with, um, you know, across the board. Um, all different types of uh, of labor and talent. It's and all about having the right talent at the right time. So people are yeah. listening. As people are listening right now, what kinds of job categories should they be thinking about when they think of you? Oh boy, um, everything from software engineers, high level software developers, uh, project managers. Uh, we place um, on full time basis uh, CIOs, director of IT. Uh, as Stephanie mentioned, the customer service arena has been uh, a complete. We've created a, a division uh, of our Pittsburgh operation just to support that. We've right. created an engineering division wow. to recruit and support our engineering clients that has very specific technical needs in the areas of electrical, mechanical, yeah. uh, engineering. And Can so. you, though? Can you place two part-time amateur radio hosts? <laughs> now that's well, a challenge. speak for yourself. I'm just saying. You know, well, we, have, we, we, we do have some second and third shift okay, yeah, available. We, we, so. Tell us about those. But we want to expand. You know? <laughs> yes, we're, yeah. we're hosts for hire, if you yeah, they're Just saying. Hey, if our client needs help in the host for hire field, I you know what I think you could probably get the job without the interview. So. Okay, perfect. Wow, right. This is my kind of job. Yes, I love it. I yes. love it. So moving forward, how are things growing now? I mean, obviously, it seems like this is a great merger, and it seems like you're expanding like crazy. What, what's the next six months looking like for you guys? Well, you know, we um, we have a, a our head our our operation in Pittsburgh is uh, headquartered in Murraysville, and we just opened uh, our second Pittsburgh operation in Gateway Two. Gateway Center Two nice. uh, in November, and um, you know that space is already starting to fill up. 
with resources. Um, you know, we're servicing a lot of downtown clients, and so the need to provide a form and vehicle for our candidates to meet with and with our clients right. um, has prompted uh, the need for a second operation. And we very, very well may need a third one with how the western really? uh, suburbs are growing. You can have the whole um, trifecta going on here. Absolutely. And you know Pittsburgh. I mean, you really, I mean, I call it the two-tunnel syndrome that has right. been around since <laughs> I was a kid. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, the two-tunnel effect is still uh, very much alive and well. So, um, you know, we, uh, we are going to go to where our clients need us and, um, and build operations around supporting them and under Stephanie's leadership in Pittsburgh, and we've right. been able to acquire uh, some unbelievably talented professionals that are helping us grow. They're empowered and motivated, and our core values of integrity, passion, and work ethic are our guiding lights. I love, this is such a great story. I love yeah. being that able to is, tell this. and why do you still yeah. live in Cleveland? Yeah. <laughs> well, our, our headquarters is in Cleveland. I actually physically live in Florida, but I feel like lately my family feels like I live in Pittsburgh. That's so, right, man. Um, Come so on. My, you know, I, I still get home to see my parents in Murraysville and my sister in Murraysville. So Good. Uh, I'm a Pittsburgh kid at heart. And, um, uh, as long as your heart's still in Pittsburgh, you're it, okay it, with us. It is. Exactly. And we're bullish on Pittsburgh. Stephanie and I uh, really, um, you know, have talked about where where the future holds, and um, I keep Pittsburgh. telling our team is mm-hmm. is Pittsburgh. And sure um, you know, the, the the challenges for for talent acquisition though still very much remain our biggest uh, and number one uh, issue. So, people learn more about Mertech. What's the best place for people to go and check you out? Uh, you can check us out um, on our website, MertechConsulting.com. Okay. Um, you can give us a call at four one two two four four eighty four hundred. And, um, you can like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook say, page. Right. Um, yeah. We've got a Twitter. Um, so, you know, we're out there. And uh, certainly our website is a great source for not only Absolutely. more information about uh, about the company, our values, but also uh, the positions that we have available in the market. Fantastic. Brian Murphy and Stephanie Kreider from Murtech. Thanks for stopping out and hanging out. What a great success story. Right. Well, thank you so Thanks much for having us. Man, yeah, love love to come back again sometime. Anytime, man. The door is always open. We want to hear more progress. I want, I want to, when you open your third office here in Pittsburgh, we'll do something special. Something fun. <laughs> I'm in. Okay, let's do I'm it. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> We're taking a quick break. We're coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio, telling more great stories like these, guaranteed. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about us at the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. Follow us on Twitter at pghtech. Hey, you are listening to Tech Vibe Radio. We love doing the show. We love bringing you the best and the brightest in Pittsburgh's technology sector. And I'm really fired up because we're catching up with a company that I have not heard from in quite a while, Jazz HR. Very, very cool company that's been around for a little while, has its ups and its downs, but it's on a very cool upward trajectory. And we are talking to the CEO, Pete Lampson, here. Pete, thanks for hanging out with us to give us an update on what Jazz is up to. So you have some, some great news to talk about today. Well, we, our business uh, really has been and on a wonderful upswing. Um, what we do is we provide recruiting solutions for small businesses. We define a small business as a company with between 25 and 500 employees. Okay. And we make all aspects of recruiting um, uh, less expensive, faster, and much more efficient. Right. You probably all have the experience of trying to recruit people um, in our company, and the HR manager typically uses some version of spreadsheets and Word documents right. and email inbox management. And, <laughs> Sticky and notes. <laughs> that's right. And, and, and they're, you know, they schedule an interview, and then they're kind of they're chasing you down afterwards trying to get your feedback. And, and we simplify and automate all of that in a really, really affordable way. I know. So, what, so it, that's what we do. And based on the strength of that, we're... Uh, yeah. 
uh, kind of the world has discovered us. So it's been a fun time to be. Because the world's in hiring mode, and, and hiring is tricky. And that was the inspiration for founding the company and the, the founder way back in the day, Don Charlton. That's right. He was working at a company where they put him in charge of hiring. And he saw how difficult it was, and that gave him an inspiration to kind of automate it. And then to grow into the company that it is today. So he founded yeah. the company in 2009, and yep. I, I and and grew it to where we are now. Right. I, I tell you, I don't have that gene myself. I can't go from the <laughs> kitchen table to a multi-million dollar company. I I, have, I, I envy those who can. And uh, so so he, he did a lot more than get us rolling. He got us where we are today. Exactly right. And right. then our job now is to take that vision. And make certain that every small company in the world knows about it. Absolutely. So quickly, tell us about your background. I mean, so you, you came in to, to be to be the CEO of this company, and you were uh, leading a, a little company called Carbonite that I think we've all heard of before. What got you interested in going from a place like Carbonite to a proverbial startup here well, in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I, I've been in the small business space my whole career. Yeah. Um, and and uh, and had had a great five year run at Carbonite. Um, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to bring on uh, about a hundred thousand small businesses. Bringing just a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand. <laughs> That's and, uh, amazing. That and is so, so we've, cool. We've got great upside at Jazz HR. But what attracted me mm-hmm. to the opportunity at Jazz is that within our market, again SMBs with twenty-five right. to five hundred employees, ninety yeah. percent of them, okay, ninety percent have no recruiting solution in place. No, and recruiting is convoluted and it's inefficient. And it's complicated. Those are nice words you're using to and, describe it, I think. And so so we had the opportunity to bring this solution to a, a million small businesses in the U.S. alone. Wow, that's a market. To help them recruit better, faster, cheaper. Exactly. And and uh, while we've made some great inroads in doing that, we're really just getting started. So this, it's Exciting. if you think about the uh, technology-driven efficiencies in corporate America, mm-hmm. uh, in every functional area... Kind of the the battle has been fought, the problem has been solved, right? So in sales, for example, you have CRM with Salesforce and Sage and exactly. others. Marketo, you've got HubSpot or marketing, you've got Marketo and HubSpot and others. Uh, uh, finance, you've got Expensify and Bill.com and others. But in HR, in the SMB space, there's nothing. Exactly. You're stuck in the dark ages of spreadsheets and 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 word doc hell. We solve that problem. And so, on top of that, you're talking about your most valuable assets that you're trying to bring on board. Completely. Your people. Completely. And a mishire That's right. does not go well. It sets your company back 6 to 12 months and costs you a lot of money. Easily. And so to have a tool that helps automate this That's right. is just amazing. Maybe tell us a little, maybe give us a, run us like a little example as to how it automates and, and the different, the different uh, channels that it plugs into in which to uh, get right. these resumes and, right. and automate them and let the best candidates kind of come to the top. So we define the, the recruiting process as, in sort of broad strokes, beginning with uh, the job description and sourcing candidates, and then we go through a whole pro- series of, of steps, we all do in all of our jobs, that, that culminate in an offer letter going out and hopefully a signature coming back. So every step along the way, we have automated. So for example, um, we don't replace the sourcing solutions that companies have in place today. Right. All the job boards that you post jobs on from your company today, you can do from a couple of mouse clicks within your Jazz HR subscription. Okay. So you don't have to go to all the different job boards. You go to one place, click you know a couple clicks, you're done. Gotcha. Um, uh, all of your candidates that that come into uh, our software are done so in an automated way. So in one simple CRM, you've got all 
all of your candidates listed uh, from all of your different sources. You can enable your employee referral program through our software. You can do your social media posting through uh, our see, software. That's clutch because so, so much social goes to finding the right people. That's right. And yeah. it's so easy to do it also. In a, it literally, in a matter of minutes, you can go from job description to having your job blasted out everywhere. Nice. And then as these candidates come in, you can do things like uh, before a candidate uh, applies to one of our, our customers, uh, that HR manager or the hiring manager can set up a thing we call knockout questions. So, huh. so hey, before uh, you know, before Mary sends her application, perhaps they're going to ask five simple questions for her to answer, and then the hiring manager can can sort the the candidates he's he or she is spending time right. on based on the answers that Mary and others have oh, given. Oh, so you can do a quick first pass quick if you first want pass to, to save right. yourself a lot just of time. to make sure because we all know sometimes. You know, you, on paper, after you sort it through it, that's right. It looks great. By the time you call someone in, you're like, "Ooh, that's right. This is not going to work." That's at right. All. Um, uh, and then things like keyword searches on resumes, that that sort of thing. That's, that's sort of I was going to ask you about that. Right, it makes it really easy to to sift through. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if if you get 250 resumes for a candidate, well, you're looking for that one person. Right. You don't want to talk to 250. Maybe you want to talk to 20. We help you get to those 20 very quickly. They have the right, they're, they're saying the That's right, right things, have the right That's skills right. that are in those resumes to That's pop right. up to the top. And then the, uh, the, then the the interview process starts. And at every company, mm-hmm. the interview process is a goat rodeo because you're, try, you're trying <laughs> I've to... I've never heard the words goat and rodeo in this thing. <laughs> you are trying to schedule a, a, a candidate or multiple candidates right. and to meet with a half dozen people. And you got to coordinate everyone's schedules and yeah. what's the time that's going to convenient. Uh, and you're trying to you're trying to find a time to have that one candidate come in where they can meet with, with a half dozen people. Absolutely. We make it really easy because all the calendars are synced through our software. So you can just find the right time that works for everyone. You know, a couple of months clicks and you're done. That's easy. Love it. And then the second pain point, yeah. we've all been through this, is is after that interview uh, round of interviews is completed, the HR manager or the hiring manager or whoever is in charge of making that a hire has to go chase everyone down to get their feedback. Um, and that in itself is a labor of love. Oh well, my. instead of that, right. uh, doing that, the interviewers can simply go into uh, the Jazz HR software Type in their comments right. on their it's, time. It's all centrally accessed. All centrally You're not accessed. Like, hey, you can, I'm happy to see. You. What do you think about that candidate? That's you right. can just go in and look and see. You, don't you can you can read each other's comments. You can right. vote someone up or down, and so okay. forth. And then and then once you've gone through that, and you find okay, oh gosh, we like Mary. We want to hire Mary. Yeah. Well, you can do background checks through our software. Ah. You can do skills assessments, which is okay. really helpful in things like coding, definitely, or maybe a writing sample if right. they are a uh, marketing candidate. Exactly. Um, so kind of all the different uh, paces you may put them through before you're ready to proceed with an offer. Um, and then and then finally, um, you can prepare uh, standard offer letters uh, or so customized offer letters. You literally have this from, from Start to finish, a to, a to all Z, our software. All so it makes through. it really easy. I've skipped over a lot of things. It does more than that. And, oh, of course. And it's as easy or as complex uh, as, as the hiring manager chooses to make it, but that's what right. we do. So, so if you go to wait, your site's to a jazzhr.com. Jazzhr.com. There you can really nerd out on all the features that's if right. you want to kind of go through. But just we, as you're describing this, it seems like to the, to the major milestones of hiring somebody from that's getting right. the job posting out to receiving the resume, sorting them, scheduling the interviews, interviewing. Judging the interview yep. assessments when it, I mean each step along there. the way is there, right. and you mentioned this is all based on a subscription, correct? Correct. Which um, is very, that, that well, you, really are, so okay. so you, uh, um, 
Our customers can choose to go month to month if they prefer that. Right. Uh, they can sign up for a, a single year or okay. a multi-year subscription. Um, uh, and best of all, you can try it for free for about three weeks. So, wow. so if you're a small business who thinks, boy, this, this might help me, but right. I don't really know yet. Um, try it for free. Try it for free. And no credit out. card required and, and see if it works for you. Very cool. And if it does, so you might be in a hiring mode where you know for the next six months you're trying to put 10 people on. That's then right. you might be good after that. So you can, you can use it when you ramp up. That's right. And then just keep using it as you need it as you go. So you're, Correct. Not, you're not bound to Correct. it. Correct. Correct. Very, very cool. I just find this really exciting to yeah. see you guys doing what you're doing here. So, and we're, yeah. we do, we're delighted to be doing it here in Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah. the, you know, all of our uh, engineering and product talent as well as customer support is all here in Pittsburgh and yep. it has been a a phenomenal place to build a company from. So we're delighted to be here. And I'm hearing that from a guy who's not from Pittsburgh. I'm from Boston. Exactly. So, so give me some of your thoughts on Pittsburgh. So, like I mean obviously like you saw this opportunity, were you saying like Jazz HR Pittsburgh? Or are you like, no, of course Pittsburgh like or now you could say Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, so you know, I'll, I'll answer that question with a benefit. I, I've been with Jazz HR for a little over two years, right? And I, so I, I answer this now with the benefit of hindsight. Okay. Um, my, I'll, I'll, I'll admit this kind of uh, absolutely, uh, you know, embarrassingly, but but um, my perception of Pittsburgh was probably uh, um, stereotypical, which is I would believe it. You know, yeah. dying steel town right. and and. Uh, um, Nothing could have been the nothing could have been further from from that perception. Gotcha. And right. it is a um, I mean, there's a reason that you have a who's who of technology companies moving here from Facebook and Google and and Apple and Uber and and others. Uh, Amazon announced announcements today that another yeah. 150 jobs or so, which is fabulous. That's what it's about. And you have a you have this uh, confluence of great great city to live in. Um, People that are passionate about living here, coupled with phenomenal schools, exactly, uh, and now a burgeoning technology and healthcare economy, and other things as well. But those For are the sure. two that sort of come to mind, um, and that has been a tremendous place to to uh, to build a technology based company in. Um, and now it's you know, can we take companies like Jazz HR and others and really scale them on a national level? That's and while that right, yeah. that engineering know I was here. Perhaps there haven't been a tremendous number of technology-based companies that have reached the scale of some other parts of the country, candidly. So how do we build that skill set, that right. know-how here? And that's going to be a combination of some, perhaps some new ideas coming in, um, uh, having the right uh, access to capital. Um, and we're delighted to be to be backed by Birchmere right here in Absolutely. Pittsburgh, and they've been wonderful, yes. wonderful supporters of, of Jazz HR. Um, and uh, and so my hope is that is that Jazz HR is one of uh, many that that begin to see that level of scale. But it, it, you know it, you know all of the pieces, all of the elements are here in are here in Pittsburgh to do this. They are, and we're so, glad you're here doing so, it. So jazzhr.com is the place to go. That's right. Fantastic, Pete Lamson. Thanks for stopping by and talking to us today. Really encourage everyone check them out. Jazz HR. We're all going to be in hiring mode. They make it so much easier. Thanks so much for stopping by. We do appreciate it. Great to be here. Welcome back. So happy you are hanging out with us here on Tech Vibe Radio. I just love doing the show, Audrey. We talk to the coolest people in Pittsburgh. We do. We have a cool. Oh. We have a cool guest. Right I've now, been, I've been so looking forward to interviewing this guy. You have? Yes, we've been. How long have you been waiting? Oh, probably about four or five months, maybe. Yeah, it's been the elude of, of this new leader. Of, well, I, I, I'm calling this one of Pittsburgh's coolest new new things that are happening right now. Yeah. I'm just saying right now, the Advanced Robotics for Manufacturing Institute 
it's pretty cool stuff. And when they were talking about having their uh, their new CEO, I'm like, we got to get him on the show. Even before he was even here, I'm like talking to people like, we got to get him here. We got to get him here. Got to get him here. Got right. to town. It's been here since January. We're here in March. He's on the scene. And that's why we are talking right now to Dr. Byron Clayton, the new leader of ARM. Thanks for stopping by. I'm, I'm excited to be here. And, and that introduction, that has to be the coolest introduction that I've ever oh, got. Keep He's talking, like, man. This yes. is like cool jazz right here. This is like cool jazz. I'm just saying, man. These are the types of things that are making Pittsburgh go crazy. And to talk to the folks that are there to make it happen is really exciting to us. So we're going we're gonna to go rapid fire right into this. Yeah. Great. Okay? We're not messing First around. of all, you relocated here even though you're a native of a neighboring state. Yes. Right? Yes. But you relocated here from Baton Rouge. Yes. Um, I was in Baton Rouge enjoying the weather, by and the way. Were you? Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> I love the weather down there. You it was do? Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was wow. the winter times, you know, 70 degrees, 60, 70 degrees it's like that during here. the winter time. It's like that here. Uh, of course it is. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly like that here. But I tell you, I, you know, when I saw the opportunity, it was just something I couldn't pass up. There's exactly. such. That's Great. Uh, potential to make an impact across the nation. Definitely. And, and really, this this is about creating jobs and, and leveraging technology to create and fill jobs. I just couldn't Definitely. pass it up. Oh, without a Even doubt. with the weather. So Even with the why weather. Why do you think they offered you the job? Because I'm good. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and modest. And mo- exactly you know, right. I, I, have a, I have a background in, in robotics. Um, okay. Tell us about uh, that. Yeah. I started out in robotics way back in 1980. That was my first real job. I was an application engineer in robotics. And I've been in different forms of automation and manufacturing ever ever since. Nice. So this is a perfect fit for you. It's It's like a a dream come true. It's an absolute perfect fit. So you can put a greenhouse in your house. Almost. Almost. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's an incredible opportunity. I mean, all kidding aside, just being able to sit and watch what's happened over like the last four years, maybe. We've had an upfront view of this for a long time, but just in the last four years has been the turning point for the activity here. And this, what you're leading, is really going, yeah. I mean, we're counting on you. We are. So tell our listeners about ARM. Give us the uh, the who, what, where, when, and why of the ARM. Yeah, Institute. so ARM is part of a, a national network of institutes that was started by the federal government. Uh, back in 2012, mm-hmm. and it's really to revitalize our leadership in, in advanced manufacturing. So there are 14 institutes. The first was started in 2012. We're the 14th, so we're the last one. Number 14. Board. I didn't know Number that. 14, absolutely. And, and the best, by the way. I, would, Thank I will you. attest to that. Thank you. In the best place. Thank you. So we're... Uh, our role is to make sure that we leverage robotics mm-hmm. to really help companies get more competitive and bring jobs back and create new ones. And then the other side of what we do, so think about it, if we make companies more competitive where they're creating these new jobs and bringing manufacturing jobs back, we also have to make sure that workers and students are trained to take advantage of those jobs. Exactly. These, are, these are higher paying jobs, these more and better jobs. And so when you say those kinds of jobs, what kind of jobs are those? So these are anywhere from robot technicians to programmers to engineers. Um, and, and keep in mind, the future of robotics is all about robots and people working together. Right. So the robots doing what they do best and mm-hmm. people doing the things that the robots can't right. do. 
I'm a, I'm a robot fan, so oh, great. you don't have to convince me. When people talk about the fact that robots are taking away their jobs, I go, no, robots are taking away things that are repetitive and boring. And dangerous. And dangerous, right. Yes. And yes. doing things that none of us should really be doing anyway. And creating more opportunity. And creating, and creating more better jobs, as you were saying before, at the end yes. of the day. And, and it's up to us. Now, part of what we do is we really focus on the, the education and workforce side. So mm. for people that are involved in these jobs and are looking for, for you know, these better high-paying jobs, in-demand jobs, we need to make sure that we have easier pathways for them to be trained in those jobs. Definitely. definitely. So that's another part, a big part mm-hmm. of what we and, do. It's not just technology. And also shaping people to be thinking differently about this as a vocation. Yes. I it's think, a career. Right. I think this whole push towards some traditional college education has sort of, in some ways, damaged the, you know, the educational ecosystem. I mean, I'm a fan of higher ed. I'm a fan of all that. But there are all these other pieces that don't necessarily line up into a fully matriculated traditional college education. And I think this is an amazing opportunity for giving access to more. Yeah, we, we want to have something where you've, you've got a choice when you're looking at a career you can go through the traditional or traditional now right. for your colleges, get your degree, which means you're going to get into debt in, in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Or you can take a different path, which is more community college or technical school right. and still end up in the same place because you're learning the same right. thing. Right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's a conversation I have with Uber drivers all the time. It's true. <laughs> so that's pretty exciting. Yeah. So. So we're number 14. We're the best. Mm -hmm. What's the future look like? Like, what's the next couple of years? What do you hope to accomplish the next couple of years? Yeah, so the next couple of years, one of the, the, so two things. So part of what we do is we help fund projects. So the $80 million that we receive from the government, most of that actually goes out to fund projects to help lower the barriers Ah. of of adoption for companies. So they'll start adopting, create the jobs, Hmm. and then... Part of that money also goes towards helping to create new programs, new workforce programs, right? Oh, okay. So you will be working with the localities? Absolutely. And the other other part is is we want to make sure that that Pittsburgh becomes the center of the universe for for, um, uh, robotics manufacturing. As well, absolutely. Right now, our listeners, we are talking to Dr. Byron Clayton from the ARM Institute. Now, you guys have a very unique relationship with Carnegie Mellon University. Tell us about that. So Carnegie Mellon actually launched us. Um, they proposed to the U.S. government that this was a place for this new institute. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government agreed, and so uh, we were launched by Carnegie Mellon. However, we are a separate entity. We are a 501c3 nonprofit. Oh, okay. So we're separate. Now, Carnegie Mellon still has a place on our board, of course, but we're a separate organization. So they got you up and running to the point now, then you've come in now because to now move this thing forward and be its own independent operating. And so you're located, your plans to be located will be down by Hazelwood, right? Yes. So we are going to be located in Hazelwood Green. Uh, The move date is is spring of 2019. And that is the area that is focused on the, the manufacturing of the future. And so we'll be part of other organizations, right? There, uh, right. Carnegie Mellon as well, um, and other organizations. Catalyst Connection will be down there, at, right? Yeah, they're going to be right above us, in fact. Aha! Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so this is an area that Pittsburgh 
has come together, the region, the foundations, the universities have come together and said, this is, this is our commitment to the future of, of advanced manufacturing, and we're part of that, and that's, that's amazing. And, and the foundations have put quite a bit of their, their love into, what, how many acres is that? 400? It's huge. 178. 178 acres, right. It's yeah. pretty big. So, so huge. It's yeah. really huge. And a couple of, and there's at least one site that'll be preserved, right? There'll be a building that's preserved there from uh, the old. It's, it's really cool. They, they, they took the skin off the old right. mill, yeah. so they're leaving the structure in place, and they're actually going to put stuff inside that, which I find amazing because back in the day, I used to ride my bicycle through there. Like you would jump over the fence with your bike and break in and be all like, ooh. And like it was just crazy. And to think now that this is now going to be the hub of the next generation of, of manufacturing, the next generation of robotics. Like this to me is just so it's exciting really to watch exciting, Pittsburgh yeah. on, this, on this cycle. And to have you guys part of it, I think it's just so exciting. It's, it's amazing. And by keeping that skin, so we're keeping the skin, it's a reminder of our legacy. Exactly. And that is really important. Powerful, because we've had those strengths for so right. long. We have these buildings inside this big, long, you know, ex-steel mill. It's huge. So it's, it's combining huge. the past and the future. So what has surprised you the most about being on the ground here in Pittsburgh? It's, it's all the talent here. Huh. Um, I've, I've, if I haven't, I've lived in other places I visited a lot of places. Right. Um, always been on the forefront of technology and economic development. And what I see here is a combination of everything. And with the talent and the commitment, mm-hmm. this is a very unique region uh, among other regions in the country. How can we keep moving that forward then? What, 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 what can we do to make sure we don't lose our momentum, that we take these pieces that you're seeing and are able to assemble them? And, and do the best we can do. It's keep. We need to keep communicating and meeting and talking about how do we do even better. Right. right. That's the key. And I, I've been to a number of events and meetings of, of different organizations here. And and again, that's that's another part that's so surprising. People are communicating and talking and excited about the future here. We need sure. to do more of that. We're so yeah, we're, we're counting so, yeah, on you. We are. The pressure's and we're on. watching you. Exactly. Okay. No, we're excited. <laughs> we are so glad that we were able to pluck you from yeah, Baton Yeah, good Rouge, job, Jonathan. Bring you here to, to help us move these things forward. And so we need to make sure you're talking to everyone saying, come to Pittsburgh, come to Pittsburgh, come to Pittsburgh. We're working on some great, really cool, fun stuff. If you want to learn more about the ARM Institute, where can they go and check things out? Um, so they can c- contact us at arminstitute.org. Simple as that. Yeah. I can even remember arminstitute.org. <laughs> I forget really fast, but I won't forget that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Really encourage everyone to go there, check it out, and learn about what they're going to be doing here, what they are doing here, and, and what the future holds. I think it's so exciting. Thank you for stopping by Thank and you. hanging this, on this This night. has been a blast. Ah, oh, we, 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 like I said, we have too much fun doing this stuff. We need to have you come back here in six months to learn more progress about what you guys are moving forward because we know you're working on some tough stuff, and we want regular updates. Great. Looking forward to it. Promise to come back? I do. Good. Deal. I'm remembering that. <laughs> Fine, or else yeah. Jonathan's going to ride his bike over and find you. I'll find you. Believe me. And we'll say you're coming back to the show. We want to talk about more good stuff that you're working on. Anyhow, thanks for tuning in tonight, everybody. Learn more about the Tech Council by going to pghtech.org. Go to pghtechfuse.com as well, too, for all the all the tech news you can use at the Tech Fuse. I had to say that. Just couldn't help it. Anyhow, <laughs> go there, check it out, and have an awesome weekend. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.